and welcome back to C Red UK. Well, quite simply, it's a Chicago Bulls thing. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? How's it going? Yeah, as we've just been discussing, it's been a long day. Uh, another long day to come tomorrow, but... Oh, yeah. So at least, at least we've got a, a basketball game to look forward to tonight, you know? I wouldn't say look forward to. <laughs> As we'll get into in a minute, so yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know if you've seen it, but there's just been a, a tweet gone out about From half Cowley. an hour ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't want to mention it, but because it's just a bit depressing, really. But basically, um, the bit I've seen is it says Chicago Bulls don't know why Lonzo Ball is still feeling pain in his knee. The medical staff doesn't know why there is still pain. Lonzo and his camp also don't know why. And then it yeah. says, Lonzo has had at least six opinions from doctors. Right. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm thinking now at this stage, if that many medical professionals cannot find why he's got pain in his knee, then he needs to sit down and have somebody wave a watch in front of his face and maybe see it in his head and uh, and that he can uh, be hypnotised out of it or something. Mm. Because I, mean, I, I, I think part of it is it is fear in his own head, whether he realises it or not. Yeah, I mean, is it pain or is it discomfort? You'd right. like to think somebody of his, you know, sort of stature and everything like that would know the difference. Um, and is that discomfort worrying him the fact that it's going to end up being something more serious mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you know I mean I've rehabbed a couple of knee injuries probably not to the extent what his is and there is I know there is that fear there of when you turn that it goes again yeah Um. Yeah. but I mean if he is genuinely in pain it's not looking good is it well, it's not. I mean, it's it's kind of beginning to question whether or not he has a career left. But um, if it's not pain, if it's discomfort, as you say, and it's just, you know, that mixed with the fear of doing more damage, perhaps it could be compounded by that. And then maybe there is some sort of way of, of working on him mentally as well as physically to try and bring him around to have that little bit of confidence back and trust his body a bit. But if it really is pain and there's something you know intrinsically wrong that he that can't seem to be fixed it doesn't look good at all no and I mean obviously it wasn't that long ago we saw the first sort of videos of him that he'd actually put out himself Mm -hmm. running well kind of dunking Um, and it didn't look right did it no, like... I thought he looked like he was very gingerly running on the treadmill. He didn't seem to have too much confidence at all in himself on the treadmill part. Anyway. Yeah, and I mean, I, don't, I didn't actually share it on the socials, but I saw uh, Justin Lewis had put a video out on his Instagram of him really running on a treadmill. Yeah. Um, obviously, after his torn ACL. Mm-hmm. And that happened a lot longer after this so-called bone bruise to Lonzo, didn't it? Mm-hmm. I know different injuries and different bodies and all that sort of stuff, but... Yeah. 
to see him running the way he was, I mean, I don't know what other stuff he's doing. It was just literally a video of him sprinting on a, well, near enough sprinting on a treadmill. You know, it it just doesn't look good for Lonzo at the minute, does it? No, it doesn't. Um, I mean, we're over the year mark now since he's picked up a basketball on a, on a professional level and um, he still doesn't seem to be any closer to being on the road to recovery, really. It's it's quite quite worrying. Yeah, so as we've started on a depressing note, we might as well <laughs> carry on. <laughs> yeah, why not? Now, the title of this episode is going to be Jekyll and Hyde. Right. Because... We've had it all season from Bulls. They've been very Jekyll and Hyde. Yes. And the last three games, we've actually seen it in the games as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, our last episode went out after the lost paces and we briefly touched on that one. Um, so, obviously, that loss was the first in, what was a three-game stretch, or three-game three road game stretch against teams that we beforehand were looking and going we should win this mm-hmm. and they'd have put us back above 500 if we'd have won all three uh, but Bulls been Bulls obviously lost to Pacers in very poor style um, after giving up what was it a 21 point yeah. lead it was it was a collapse, is what it was. Yeah. So then you kind of think, right? Surely they'll pick themselves up against Hornets, mm-hmm. another team that, I mean, obviously Pace has come in on a seven-game losing streak, and I think they've actually lost every game since playing us as well. Okay. Um, just quickly looking at like the NBA app and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Not really paying much attention, but um, yeah, obviously Hornets. We well went down to Charlotte. And you're kind of thinking, right, this, they're not very good at home. A few no. players out. Well, they, they'd only won five games at home up until playing us, I think. Yeah. Uh, Lamelo Ball was in and out of the lineup. Um Obviously, he was back for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they had Kelly Oubre out. You know, they were a bit of a mess of an organisation, to be fair. So, obviously, typically, Bulls basically said after that Pacers loss... Which we've kind of said was probably the worst of the season. Hold my beer. Because we're going to show you we can lose even worse than that. Yeah. And that's what they did uh, 111 to 96. Yeah. And I think at one point the biggest lead we had was 10. If I'm not, I know it was definitely double digit. It wasn't massive like it was against Pacers. No. We just never looked in control. I mean, Hornets were poor. They were shocking. Or was it they missed, was it 18 three throws, uh, three point attempts at one point? Yeah, they were just brutal. But I mean, as bad as they were, <laughs> we, we managed to, you know, I don't know, outdo them in that manner. And, and we proved that we were the shittier of the two teams. <laughs> I mean, looking at the breakdown of the quarters. We were 36-32 at the end of the first. Right. In the second, we won it 19-15. Which, just uh, close to shot, 19-15, that's two bad teams in the second yeah. quarter. And then we lost both quarters in the second half, uh, 30-24 in the third and 34-17 in the fourth. I mean, 
they they literally like you know we were talking during the game and that and they literally just dropped their heads they just gave up yeah you could actually see that moment in the fourth couldn't you yeah they were, you could, they were walking back they were it was just like yeah like they just give up yeah it was just it was and like I can understand that well I can't understand that I don't know what I'm saying but <laughs> maybe maybe I can forgive it slightly if it's against one of the top tier teams but this is the Hornets yeah at home with a shitty shitty record and you can't you can't even keep the morale up you can't keep the confidence up you can't keep the pressure on you can't keep going for the full 48 minutes I mean, mean, you think how must Hornets have been feeling when every time they were putting up a three, (laughs) they were bricking it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Eight, 17 or 18 in a row, whatever it ended up being. Their heads, you know, their heads should have been the ones that dropped. Absolutely. That should have been enough for our players to go, you know what? We've got this. Yeah. And we just went out and, oh my beer, we haven't got it, you know? well, You're going to brick of, your threes, so guess what? We're going to brick ours. Right, I was just going to say that, right? Zach hit one of four, and he was the best. <laughs> no, or no, tell a lie. Kobe, I think, hit two of two, didn't he? I just didn't write that down. Um, Zach was one of four. Damar missed one. Vooch was none of six. P-Will was one of seven. I mean, that's just shocking from your starters from three. Yeah, I mean, the the totals for the team, we hit 4 of 25, which was 16%, and they hit 7 of 32, which was 21.9%. God. You know, a team putting up 21.9% deserves to lose. Yeah. But Not both are put up 16%. Up 16%, <laughs> no. You know, and then you look at the assist. You know, 24... 16 in their favour. Free throws. They got to the line 31 times. We got to the line 22. And they actually hit 26. So they hit more than we got. Right. Um, They out-rebounded us. They got more fast break points than us. It was even on steals. They, out, they got more blocks. Points. We actually got more points off turnovers. But... In that, you know, we can't go and have two quarters putting up less than 20 points. No way. Not when you're getting quarters in other games where one player's having 15 or 19 points in a quarter. Yeah. So for the full team to put up 17 points in that fourth quarter, they might as well not come out. Yeah. And that's essentially what they did, well, didn't do. Yeah. You know, and. Yeah, more or less. It was just, I think they seem to be stuck on 96 for ages. Yeah. See if I can get it up now. Um, But, you know, obviously going on to the players, um, I've got it up now. They went on to 96 points with one minute 27 left. And it seemed a lot longer than that. Yeah. Um, You know, and in that, well, at that point, when we went on to 96, they was on 106. So there was already 10 points. That's pretty much when we gave up, wasn't it? When yeah. we got to about 90, 90 points, something like that. It was just like, no, nah, you know what? 
was your game. It was just terrible. It was just, yeah. And, I mean, obviously we'll go on to the players. I mean, fr- well, just talk about Friday. We were both in right ass, weren't we? Yeah. And if we'd have done the pod then, it would have been a lot different to what it is now. Yeah, we've had a moment to reflect, plus we've had another game in between. Yeah, which, yeah, we'll get on to in a minute because it wasn't much better. But, um, you know, we didn't actually, well, I chose not to award a player of the game because, once again, I'd throw my teddies out and <laughs> I thought, if you can't put the effort in, then I can't put the effort in to bother rewarding somebody. And to be fair, who would have deserved it? No one. I mean, DeMar went for 28 points, but we've seen time and time again, when he's doing that, we tend to lose. You know, we've got that record, haven't we, of above 30 points for him. We'll, yeah. We're a losing team. Yeah. You know, Zach, 18 points. So that doesn't look too bad when you look at the box score. Them two going for them sort of, you know, maybe you want Zach to be higher up. But Vooch, 12. Ayo, 12. P. Will, 15. So again, it doesn't look that bad. But then you go to your bench. Um, when you're getting nothing from your bench... Bench is non-existent. You know, once again, Billy went with that small rotation. Yeah. Alex Caruso, Kobe White, DJJ. DJJ put up three points. Yeah. Kobe White, six. Caruso, two. You know, and you kind of think this sort of game was made for Drummond. doesn't matter how chaotic Drummond is when he comes on. He's going to put up more than three points. You know what I mean? Like, as DJJ was doing. Yeah. All right, DJJ got seven rebounds. Drummond would probably get around about the same if you give him ten minutes. Yeah. But it's another player that's doing it. And it's another player that is playing with a point to prove if he does get a chance at the minute. Mm-hmm. So Although sometimes when uh, Andre Drummond has got something to prove, that's when the chaos kind of kicks in. Yeah, and it's like I mentioned a few times in the chats we're in. The thing is, for me, Billy's obviously punishing him for something. He just doesn't like him for whatever he doesn't like his play or whatever. Mm. You know, dating back to that Wizards game. Now, to me, he's got to realise when Drummond is losing it. And that's when you sit him. Yeah. You don't let him lose it and keep losing it for a minute, two minutes, then pull him and say, right, you're not playing there now for the next three games. Yeah, yeah. You've got to pull him, tell him to get his head sorted, and then put him back out straight away. And then if he plays crap and fouls out and what have you, then it's like, right, you had your chance. But he's not even giving him a chance. No. You know, he's a backup big, and he's not even playing. (laughs) How can you rotate your players and not play your backup big and I know there's people out there on Twitter that are saying he doesn't you know people like other people who run podcasts and content creators and stuff like that saying you know you can't play him because of this and you can't play him because of that and Billy trusts this eight man rotation but it's like yeah, not working this eight man rotation isn't working no and that's the thing because and we'll get onto it a bit later on with some polls that we ran but you know it yeah, I mean, I don't know what you made of individuals in that game. Well, I mean, it was just 
that the bench was non-existent. The bench was a disgrace. Yeah. Um, and yeah, okay, DeMar went off for 28, but I mean, it, it still didn't look good. None of it looked good, you know, and it got progressively worse as the game went on. Yeah. And this is just against such a poor team. It's not like the Hornets were running wild against us. The Hornets, it felt like the Hornets were trying to do everything they possibly could to lose the game. Yeah, they're a tanking team. And essentially, we still couldn't beat them. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I say, Lamelo Ball was back in the lineup, and he was shocking. He was. He wasn't great at all. I mean, I watched them uh, Hornets take on Heat on, was it Sunday? And Lamelo Ball was a completely different player. Oh, he really? Hitting, yeah, he was hitting threes. He was, I mean, obviously Hornets ended up winning the game as well which made me feel a little bit better. But, <laughs> you know, it, it, the way, I mean, we let Mason Plumley destroy us. Mason Plumley. I mean, he, I know he was in a good run of form and he was quite good against uh, Heat as well. So, you know, yeah. But, but, baseline left-handed jump shot. Uh, yeah, that, I think that was the moment, wasn't it? That was the moment. That was what, that's what broke their back. Yeah. You know, because that, Give them the confidence, and that was basically our lot went, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. What's the point? I mean, when you look at the plus minus as well. Yeah. <laughs> Vooch, minus bad. 23. Zach, minus 25. Ayo, minus 24. Yeah. No. You, know, you can't. No. I mean, every single starter was in the minus. I mean, Damar and Pat at least were only minus five, but I mean. Yeah. It's still shocking stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just want to sort of quickly touch on P. Will. And he had a good game. Yeah, I mean, he was probably the best of them. Yeah, I mean, if we did give a player of the game, it probably would have gone to him. You know, he had that very DeMar-like shot as well, didn't he? Yeah, the, the turnaround jump shot was very good. Yeah, you know, and... He just looked good. 15 points, five rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block. Mm -hmm. That's the sort of stat line you want to see from him. Yeah. Maybe a little bit higher in some of the categories. But if he'd have done that in a win, everyone was praising him. Yeah. But because it comes in a loss, people don't notice it. And to be fair... Yeah, like I say, we didn't give out give out the award because I'd throw my teddies out, but he would have took it. But yeah, uh, I don't know if you've got anything else on that one. I mean, like I say, I think the fact we've calmed down now and reassessed and stuff like that, maybe we're not as angry about it as we was at the time. But no, well, I mean, it helps that, like I say, there's there's been a buffer in between. Yeah, I mean, I. Generally, think that was the worst loss of the season. <laughs> you just, can't keep saying that every game, you know. <laughs> that's the thing, isn't it? That's what I mean. It, every time we lose, we seem to do it in a worse or a better way or a more. Or against the worst team. Yeah. And it just. I mean, yeah, all right, it's not 150 against Wolves and it's not giving up a 21 point lead or whatever, but it was just the lack of effort and the lack of energy when. You know, when we got to that 10-point cushion, that should have been it. Yeah. We should have <laughs> put him to bed. We yeah. should have put the foot down, 
and just kill a team. But that's something we haven't really been able to do much this season at all. Yeah, and that's that's the frustrating part because it's like we get so far up and then it's like, yeah, we won the game and then we're having to kind of win it again. Yeah. Or we end up losing drastically. <laughs> you know, you can't lose by 15 points to Hornets and, On not, score and not score 100 points either. Yeah. It's, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, we move on. I mean, we play him again next Friday, I think, or Thursday. I think it is. Let's Thursday hope night. we can Friday more effort in. Yeah, obviously we'll talk about that next week. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, obviously, Bulls Nation on Twitter and the socials went into complete meltdown after that, including us. <laughs> and there was no confidence at all as we faced Magic on what was it Saturday night. Sunday yeah. morning for us, wasn't it? Um, obviously, you looked at them three games and the Magic one was probably the one that you'd look at and go, if we're going to lose, that's the one we're going to lose. Yeah, I mean, that's what we said. We expected the Magic to be the loss. Yeah, and it's because we just don't seem to match up very well with them. Mm-hmm. And they were at full strength. They're not in a bad run of form. I think they're just very win-one-lose-one sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not long beat Celtics. Uh, I'd say full strength. Even got Jonathan Isaac back. Uh, obviously, we saw Paolo Banchero as well, didn't we? First mm-hmm. time we played against him. And we come away with a 128-109 win. Yeah, Bulls logic. And it's not a win you can get high about. I I didn't think. Um I know I, sort of, I mentioned it to you and you kind of didn't really agree but didn't really disagree either. No, I, I, I totally, like I said to you, I, I totally get the point that you're making. But we started off strong and just unfortunately it got progressively more weak looking as the game went <laughs> on. But we did lead every quarter. We never lost our lead completely. Yes. Which we, which we do tend to do. Um, you know, Every single quarter, we 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 had more points, and you know we held our we held our lead all the way through. But it just didn't look convincing enough, and that was the issue. I think that you know you were making that point. It yeah, always I mean, felt like we could lose the game. Yeah, we were up twenty five at one point. Mm-hmm. You know, and up until that point, we looked good. Everything seemed to be working. We were hitting threes, we were, you know. And then that was with 3.27 left in the third that we Mm -hmm. were up by 25. And then they hit two threes, like back-to-back threes. Obviously took six points off it because I think we bricked a shot in between. Mm -hmm. And then it was just all magic, wasn't it, for the next quarter, pretty much. Because with 4.28 left on the clock they'd got the lead down to five. So they managed to claw back 20 points. And this is where we were saying, no, not again. (laughs) Surely not again. And that was the general feel. I mean, obviously the the general feel before the game wasn't good. So to see that happening, it was just like, no. And this is what I mean. This is where the Jekyll and Hyde comes in because the first two and three quarters... (laughs) 
of well three quarters of the third quarter yeah we look amazing and then something just seems to switch and it's like you know what let's make it interesting <laughs> I don't know if some of the players have got bets on how low they can get the lead or what but whatever it is they need to stop doing it because it's not interesting and it's not exciting to watch it's, <laughs> it's not good for my heart right no I mean <laughs> you can if they'd have got the lead down to 15 and then we turned it back on yeah fine because every team goes on runs yeah of course but not to get down to five no. You know what I mean? And then um I think it was Jalen Suggs hit a three with two thirty seven left, something like that. Yeah, trying to do it again. Yeah, and that was their last pointers of the game. Um at two thirty seven with two thirty seven left. And that's obviously where we then went on a run and went up to hundred and twenty eight. Yeah. So you know, again, like I just said, you're kind of winning the game twice. Yeah. And you can't go on like that. Do you know what I mean? Because it's not going to work against every team. No, you know, it's not. You, you kind of think, don't, I know it's hard to say, but don't rush out into these 20 odd point leads by the end of the third if you're just going to then switch off. You know what I mean? It's like build up to it at least. Do you know what I mean? Make your mistakes early on and build up to it. But it's like we come out complete opposite to how we were coming out because at the start of the year we were coming out with no energy, weren't we? Yeah. And now we're coming out full of energy, racing out into these big leads and then giving them up. And yeah, it was just that's that's to me why I couldn't get too happy about the win. Because, you know, you beat a team by, what was it, 19 points in the end? Yeah. You should be happy about that. Yeah. But I just wasn't. It just didn't feel like a loss, but it's just it, that period of giving up the lead. It just, yeah. That's that's obviously what my bugbear was with it. Yeah. And and that's why I kind of understood where you were coming from. But at the same time, the reason why I couldn't fully agree with you was because they did manage to, to put the foot back down again and finish strong. Yeah, I mean, obviously we'll we'll get into some of the individuals in a minute. Um, there was some good stuff in the game as well. There was, absolutely. You know, obviously we saw P-Will with that sort of elevated intercept struck steel and then the breakaway dunk on it yep you know and didn't give it up he took it himself which is good yeah. to see and that's what you want to see from from him you yep. know we just want to see more of it because there is also that video going round of where Zach gets to the rim kicks it out to him <laughs> and he passes it up to Vooch and as soon as he passes it you hear Zach shouting Something along like, oh my God, shoot, or something, you know. Yeah. Luckily, Vooch hits the three. Because if it didn't, I'm sure there'd be a lot more made of it. Yeah, yeah. I think it was um, uh, KC that said to him, um, did you hear Zach shouting again? And he, his answer was, how could I not hear him? 
And I mean that come after that video last week where where he'd gone to have his high school jersey retired or whatever it was, wasn't it? And yeah, his was it his head teacher or something said they used to tell him to stop passing. Yeah. And I mean, it's yeah, it's just fair enough. Who's got the three? But you do do kind of want to see him shoot that. Yeah, I mean, he's got a very high percentage on his shot this season. You know, we talked about this in previous pods. He needs to stop thinking about it and just shoot it. Yeah. I think a lot of his problem is overthinking. And kind of, I know we, we said, or I said before, that maybe he's a little bit scared. He's afraid to miss. So therefore he passes up the shot. Yeah. Take the shot. If you miss, you miss. But if you're wide open, take the shot. Yeah. And, you know, okay, he might not keep shooting at whatever it is, 45 to 50% is, I think is what he's shooting at at the moment, especially from the corner. It might drop down a little bit, but, I mean, he's still going to be shooting at the low 40s, high 30s. I'd say taking more shots, his percentages are still going to be good. Take yeah. the shot. I mean, looking at the team stats as well, obviously... In this game, uh, 45.7%. Magic hit 10 of 28. You know, so completely different game. There's that Jekyll and Hyde again. Yeah. yeah just yeah. from the three-point area. Uh, we got one more assist than them in the game. Uh, free throws, they got to the line more than we did again. But we had a better percentage. They actually attempted more field goals than us as well. Uh, by two obviously we hit more yeah uh, we out rebounded them they got more fast break points uh, we had a bit of a block party going on we got six and I'm assuming they got none because it hasn't registered anything Um, and they got more points off turnovers just for a change alright okay you know, didn't feel that way no Um. So yeah, I guess we'll go on to the uh, the players now. Um, obviously, it was a game for the big three. Absolutely, That's the main point out of it, I think that everybody was taking. You got Demar going for thirty-two, Zach going for thirty-two, Vooch going for twenty-six, as well as thirteen rebounds for Vooch. Uh, Demar eight assists, Vooch six assists, Zach only had one. The thing that really stood out to me from the game was Demar going five or five from three. Yes. Because we don't ever see that. Nope. Three bow. You know you can't. Yeah. You know you kind of you want to see it because he proves that he can hit him. But at the same time, when he does take him, you're thinking, "What are you doing? That's not your area. <laughs> That's too far out for you." You know, even if he started hitting two of two or two of three, it just helps the team out that little bit more, doesn't it? Absolutely does, yeah. You know, because Zach, he went three of seven. Um, P-Will, two of four. Vooch, two of five. Ayo actually hit one in this game of four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, we'll get on to Goran in a minute, but he hit two of five. Yeah. You know, so 
the whole team were shooting them and hitting them rather than it just going to Zach and Vooch because that's how it always seems in it and then people slotting in a couple yeah but yeah I mean obviously back to the big three that's the sort of performance you want from them and you kind of need the supporting cast to have a decent performance as well and I think they did to be fair um, between some of the bench players and P. Will. Anyway. Um, yeah. Obviously, we did give a player of the game in this one and it went to Vooch because he had himself a game, didn't he? Um, he really did, yeah. But, as we said at the time, it could have gone to Demar, could have gone to P. Will. Absolutely, yeah. I would have happily have given it to P. Will as well, yeah. I mean, Zach, although he went for 32, didn't, look all that good did he for some reason no see I think at the moment Zach's very much under the microscope for his decision making right now yeah and and again even in that game okay he was shooting quite well but his decision making on the ball isn't always the best you know he was still pulling up jumpers and three pointers when there was nobody under the rim and there was still plenty of time on the clock and things like that. You know, it's just in this instance, he was kind of, he was hit more of them than he has done in previous games. Yeah. But you could still see that the decision-making wasn't quite right. It wasn't what you would want him to be doing in an ideal world. Am I right in saying that DeMar didn't, he either didn't take a shot or he didn't hit a shot until the second quarter? Uh, very late in the first or early in the second I, rem- I remember at one point Stacey saying and that's DeMar's first field goal uh, yeah. and it, it certainly was outside of the first quarter anyway for sure yeah and I remember saying to you at the time or in the, the live thread is this a good DeMar game yeah that's right because he wasn't going ISO mm-hmm. and he's still got 32 points <laughs> <laughs> But he also assists, yeah. And this is where the frustration comes in with the big three in it because this is how they can play. Yeah. You know, uh, we've seen more of it recently, though, yeah. where they operate better as a functioning trio. Yeah, it's, I it's... think. I, I find it's when, they, when they're trying to kind of almost do this like taking turns thing where yeah. you know, oh, DeMar goes down, goes ISO, hits his shot or takes his shot. Zach goes down, takes his three or takes his drive. Then it's, you know, trying to get into Vooch and, and now it's DeMar's turn. And, you know, that doesn't seem to work because that becomes very, very predictable very, very quickly. Yeah. And... Um... Like I say, it was a another solid game from P. Will. Yeah, um, definitely. 16 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. So he was doing everything. Yeah. He is, and yeah. there's some highlight plays too. Yeah. I mean, he went for a big slam again, didn't he? And he did. Sort of he got a good baseline dunk and a driving dunk as well, if memory serves Yeah. Right? And he did this while keeping Banchero out. Yeah. You know, we were quite looking forward to seeing Banchero because, like we said, we've not, we know all the hype about him, but we've not mm-hmm. seen him play. And he kept him to nine points, three of 14 from the field. 
Um, you know, so to be able to do that against the predicted rookie of the year mm-hmm. and have a productive offensive night, that's what you want to see, isn't it? Well, it is, absolutely. I mean, we were saying before, we take P. Will with a low stat line if he was cutting out the man that he was defending, that he was put in to defend. And if he could keep that player out of the game, you know, we'd be kind of happy enough with that. Yeah. But if you can actually blend that with an offense and an all-round game as well, well, that's fantastic. I'd take that all day long. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll go on to the bench players. Um, obviously, it was the return of Goran. He'd missed yeah. the previous two. Does he play against Hawks? I can't remember if he did now or, no or not. Uh, or was he out straight after Paris? I think he was out straight after Paris off the top of my head, but I'm not entirely sure. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, I know he was listed as being out for the full road trip, wasn't he? And then all of a sudden he was back for this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, he made his return. Obviously, just short of, well, 12 minutes, 38 seconds. Seven points, four rebounds, five assists. That's the one that stands out to me. Um, and he was two of five from three. But he was... I can't remember which game it was. Was it the... After the Pacers or the Hornets, I said to you, would Goran have made a difference in this? Yeah. And I think we've seen that he did in this game. Yeah. Because he just... One, it's another player in the rotation, so he goes from an eight-man to a nine-man rotation, which obviously helps out. Um, but he's just that veteran, calming head on the the second unit, isn't he? Yeah, and and he's tricksy too, so he can kind of unsettle um, the defense, and, and then that kind of makes things open up a little bit more for other players. Yeah, I mean, there was that one player, wasn't there? Where was it, Vooch? got a block in um, I don't know if it was Goran that took it up but he definitely got to the paint and then did like a no look kick out to was it DJJ for the three yeah and that's the sort of little things in it that we just miss it just them little dimes out of, out of the paint or into the paint whichever way it is just a calm head I mean yeah alright two or five from three is not fantastic but it's another uh, floor spacer. Somebody you else. You still have to respect that. Yeah. You know, it's still you know, 40% got... shooting. You, you have to respect that. Yeah. And it's the fact that he's willing to put up five in yeah. the first place makes the defence think, oh, we've, we've got to close out on him. Yeah. Which, when they do, that's when it opens up. Usually it was for Drummond, wasn't it? But Vooch or DJJ at the minute. Yeah, seeing as Drummond is in trouble. Yeah, because again, he didn't play in this game. Yeah. Um, Kobe. Now, I've been very, very high on him for the last, well, all year. But I think the last two games in particular, he's not been fantastic. No. I mean, he didn't put up any points in this. Still got yeah. three rebounds, three assists and a steal. But so he, he was took still... three, three points here and missed all three of them. Yeah, and it seems to be he just, I don't know, like, because he wasn't fantastic against Hornets either. I, I can't remember what he put up in that game, but it wasn't a lot. Yeah. 
I think, I think he got two, two from th- two three pointers and nothing else. I think in in the Hornets game. Yeah, and it's kind of gone back to the Kobe that everybody was expecting, hasn't it? Yeah. In these two games, anyway, you know, hopefully he can play himself out of it. It might just be a mini slump. Yeah, I mean, obviously the rotations were shorter. He might be struggling after Paris. He might have a slight knock. You just don't know, do you? Just yeah. Hopefully he comes back good because we definitely need good Kobe. Froby. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, Caruso. He just had a typical Caruso sort of game, really, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I think at one point, Bulls socials were putting out, you know, the Caruso's on and stuff like that. So, you know he's having a good game when that sort of thing happens. <laughs> and, yeah, once again, like we say, didn't see Drummond, didn't see Terry. and Well, there's nobody else on the bench worth having on anyway, but... So yeah, I don't know if you've got anything else on that game. No, just to say on AC, um, of the bench, he was by far and wide the uh, the better player in the plus-minus score. He was plus 19. And the next closest yeah. to him was uh, plus four. <laughs> Which is mad when he's only putting up seven points. and Yeah. You know, it, what was it? Two rebounds, three assists, two steals. But he seems to look like he's getting a lot more steals than that as well, doesn't he? Yeah, well, see, this is the whole thing about him being this uh, this irritant in the lanes, you know, that he might not actually be the one that gets the steal, but a lot of the time he creates it. Yeah. I mean, I'd say the one bad thing about his game was the four fouls. He seemed to get in foul trouble very early on, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, but there, you know, everybody across the board was pretty, you know, stacked on fouls. Everybody at least had a couple of fouls apart from Zach, who only had one. Yeah, and it was ticky tack fouls again, wasn't it? Just yeah. silly little fouls, and I don't know if that's what added into them throwing away the lead the way they did. Maybe. But, yeah. So I mean, yeah, obviously it was a win, but. I just couldn't get excited about it. Well, I'm I'm happy with it anyway. Um I see I get your point, like I say, but it's still finished with a good win. A convincing win for a finish, and I'll take that. Yeah. A win's a win. So Yeah. Yeah. Um I'll quickly send it to the advert and then we'll get into the next segment. The Call with Tim Sinclair is brought to you by Stump, the new app for iOS and Android that allows anyone to create an instant social podcast. Whether by yourself or with friends, Stump lets you connect, record, and instantly share your conversations with the world. Talk about anything with anyone and share it with everyone. It's the social network solely for audio. Download the free app from the App Store or Google Play or learn more at GetStump.com. Stump, your voice has a place. Uh, welcome back. Obviously, in that last section, we went over the two games and this Jekyll and Hyde bulls that we seem to be getting. Um, after the Hornets loss, I put out a poll on Twitter. Um, 
basically saying it's gone to shit again. Obviously, trade rumours are in full force at the minute. Yeah. So if we were to break up the big three, who would you want to see traded? Obviously, the options being Damar, Zach, Vooch and none. Um, and basically, I've just done it, one, to give us something to talk about on here rather than the games, and two, to just gauge Bulls Nation, or as many people that vote on it anyway, opinion. So we're not just bringing you our opinion as such. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we have spoke about it ourselves in the past, and basically, not saying we do want to see them broken up, my thing is, if they are, then Demar's the most valuable asset to trade. Yeah, yeah, we we agreed on that. That doesn't mean I want to see Demar leave, though. No, that's not what I'm saying when I say it. Um. So anyway, onto the poll. Obviously, I think it got about two hundred and eighty some votes in the end, which all right, it's not a, a massive um, section of Bulls Nation, but. Good enough to get a, a decent opinion, I think. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Demar, 24%. Zach, 33%. Vooch, 23%. And Non, 20%. So all pretty yeah. close, apart from Zach. And I did ask for people to put in the comments why, you know, I wasn't asking for trade ideas or anything like that. And... To be fair, not many people put anything. Some people put the usual, you know, Zach's not, he's not that guy, he's not not a max player, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But the thing what stands out to me is the fact that out of the three players, Vooch got the least amount of votes. <laughs> because yeah. any other time you'd expect it to be Vooch that's getting them. Um. I don't know if it's just because, as we've said, who's going to take him? What do you get back for him? If I, just, I don't know. Obviously, people <laughs> seem to think that Zach is the, the best option to trade because of his contract, I guess. His contract and his I think his IQ is beginning to become so prevalent that uh, it's beginning to annoy people a bit, I think. It seems to be what's coming up an awful lot is um, that he just isn't making the correct decisions in the right plays. Yeah. But um, speaking on Vooch, Vooch is having a good year, you know. Yeah, he's just, when he has a bad game, it tends to be Bulls have a bad game, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and then, um, then he becomes a scapegoat a lot of the time. But yeah. Vooch is, Vooch is shooting well. He's, he's he's playing well. He's You know, when that ball is fed into him correctly, as we've talked about so many times, it makes a massive difference to the success of this team. Yeah. I mean, what I just said then kind of says how important he is to the team. Yeah. He has a bad game. Bulls tend to have a bad game. Yeah. So surely the flip side of that is if he has a good game, Bulls have a good game. Absolutely. You know, so, yeah. I mean, I've said all along, Vooch is, to me, the most frustrating player on this roster. Um, P-Will's catching him up like, but, you know... <laughs> It might for me anyway, but yeah, um, I'm not gonna take any uh praise for it, but put that poll out and then the next game out, big three dominate. 
uh, well, I, I think it's completely based on <laughs> on the players seeing that poll and thinking, "We'll show you, Mister Hearn." And uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was one other thing I just wanted to touch on from it is in the comments there was um, I don't know if it is his proper name, but it was Will Will Kevis or Le- no Will Levis. I've got it wrote down. I don't know if I've said it right. Is at is Cush. Push in my blunt, double Z. Um, and he's put something along the lines of um, one bad game and you want to trade everyone or yeah. some, something along the line. And my reply to that was, it's not one bad game. Well, that's true. You know, this this has been an ongoing thing. And obviously, like I said, I'd put it out after the Hornets loss. Uh-huh. Um, so you've got that. You've got the Pacers loss. You've got the Timberwolves loss, the Rockets loss, the Spurs mm-hmm. loss, mm-hmm. the Wizards loss, uh, the Magic loss, the two losses to OKC. That's not one game. No. You know, and yeah, it looks like I've done it after the Hornets game on purpose but I haven't it was just something that's been building and building and building and obviously these players are in the sort of the rumours as such at the minute um, obviously he did eventually well he asked us a question didn't he of was it highlight three three other things or something like that, that yeah to kind of give reasoning behind yeah and I think obviously we both put answers back yeah. And then eventually he did kind of calm down a little bit and basically said that he thought it was Demar that should be traded and then asked if he could come on this as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and this, that's, this is all good. I love this kind of healthy debate. And, you know, yeah. you end up coming to a point where, you know, you may not necessarily agree with each other, but you can see each other's point of view. And and that's healthy. That's that's good. That's part of why we're doing this. That's, this is a good thing. Yeah, I mean, there was no malice in it from, None. from anybody. None. And that's what we want. You know, we want people to question the content, the yeah, the posts and stuff like that we put out. Even stuff we say on this. If you don't agree yeah. with it, let us know in the comments. We're not going to be offended by it. No. We'll quite happily have a healthy discussion about it. It doesn't need yeah. to involve any swearing at each other or anything <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? It can, at the end of the day, Plus, it's our opinion. Right, that's what I was going to say. We're not sitting here saying that what we're saying is gospel. We, you know, all we're saying is this: this is our take. Let's hear your take, and we can talk about it. You know, yeah. absolutely. At no point am I sitting here egotistical enough to think that everything that I say or you say <laughs> is is the right thing. No, not at all. I mean, it's just our, it's our take on it. It's our opinion. We've even admitted in different episodes when we've been wrong as well. Yeah, because yeah. we've been that adamant that our opinion is is it and then the players will go out and do something you know like me with P. Will I'm up and down with him all the time you know what I mean one minute I'm yeah he's this he's that and blah 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 and the next I'm like no I'm getting off P. Will Island again <laughs> like, and I'm the same with Kobe yeah you know so that's why we're starting to put these polls out just basically to give us something else to talk about yeah and engage in conversation on the socials with people. Absolutely. Then the next one I put out um, was about Dylan Terry, and it was basically, mm-hmm. should we unleash him? Uh, and this come after 
an article by Will Gottlieb for CHGO where he'd had a chat with him. He said he's put on a bit of muscle or weight and, and muscle. Um, he's in the gym all the time, whether it's with his brother or P. Will and Damar. You know, he's always working on something. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're not seeing a lot of him. When we see him, it's a minute here and a minute there. You know, I think I saw something the other day that he's basically, as a number 18 pick, he's on for the least amount of minutes. For Since so far, 1999? Yeah, which, you know, it's, it's not exactly groundbreaking stat or anything like that, but you kind of think, like we just said, the reason I, I obviously there's all the talk about him is because we've been struggling and yeah. we've gone through this short rotation, this eight-man rotation. Now, obviously, he is well down the pecking order in terms of guards because we know we're heavily stacked in guards. But then when Goran goes out for these games, you just it was kind of like, put him in. Even if it's just for two minutes, just to create havoc, like you always say, he only needs a minute. Yeah, you know, story of my sex life. But um, <laughs> it's... Hey, hey, if you want to share, it's up to you. <laughs> well, we've always said this is a, an open, an open forum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, we're not saying, or I'm not saying, because again, it's something I've seen going around on the socials and certain other creators and podcast creators and what have you are basically saying, why is everyone saying put him in? You know, Billy trusts this eight-man rotation, blah, blah, blah. You know, why is everyone all of a sudden saying put Dale and Terry in? He's not going to win games. And that's not what people are saying. No. You know, we want to see him develop. We've seen what he's doing in the G League. and all right, He's not taking it by storm in any, by any way, shape or means. But he's a stat padder. And that's kind of what we need coming off the bench. Well, see, he's yeah. an energy guy. Yeah. And a lot of the time, energy is what's lacking, and, and maybe that could just, just enough to just inject something into the other players. Yeah. And you especially know? people like P. Will. We right. know he's P. Will's hype guy. So if he steps on the court and he's running around like a lunatic and he's getting in the passing lane, he's getting rebounds, you know, P. Will's going to be going. Hang on a minute. This guy's not been playing a lot. I should be doing this. Yeah. As well. And it might just get P. Will an extra two, three points, an extra rebound. You just you just don't know. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I said from the start, I think he's a Lonzo Ball type player where he'll do a lot of everything, but it will be not a lot of one thing with the energy of Javante Green. Right. You know, so even if you got a, a regular two or three stints, you know, six, eight minutes, something like that, you could see him putting up a handful of points, two rebounds, an assist, a steal. You know what I mean? Because he seems like that sort of a player. Yeah. And he could just be that one player that f- like flips the momentum back in our favour, stops yeah, the opposition from running away with it. Look, I mean, we're not saying it's it's a definitive answer, but I mean, it might work. And 
when things are all going to shit, like you say, I mean, what's the harm of trying? He's sitting there anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, and as I just said with Drummond, if it doesn't work, sit him just as quick as you put him in. Yeah. But unless you put him in, you're not going to know. Right. And he's not developing the way he's getting used at the minute because he'll go down to the G League for two games and then he'll be sat on the bench for the next five uh, with us. Mm-hmm. And no, no, I, was, I, I don't know if you've listened to, to this, this week's episode of Bulls Talk, but um, they discussed this actually. And Will Perdue and Casey Johnson are both adamant that he's not ready. And that very well may be, and I don't disagree with them. Yeah. And these guys know their stuff, but he's got more a chance of getting ready if he's getting minutes, even if it's just a small amount. Yeah, of minutes. I it's... mean, we've seen what's happening with Marco because he was kind of treated the same, wasn't he? Yeah, or has been treated the same. And it's kind of like goes back to this, the the whole draft in the first place. Why draft him if you're not going to use him and you're not going to develop him? Because we didn't need another guard in that draft. No. We needed, you know, like the keep, I keep hearing, Walker Kessler went, at, was it 22 or something like that? Yeah. And he's getting solid minutes for Jazz at the minute. I think he's actually the starting beginning at the minute. Well, see... That's exactly what we needed. We needed size. We needed we needed a rim runner or a rim protector. Uh, you know, we needed a wing, and and it's just not not what we not what we got. We got another guard on top of all the other guards that we have. And it's not to say that I don't like Dalen Terry. I very very much do. I love his attitude. I love his um, energy. Dancing. I love his dancing, especially his <laughs> celebrations. That, you know, you know, you'd miss them if they were gone now. But he—he's just not being used, and he's not being used because they're saying he's not good enough or he's not ready. Well, then that's a bad draft, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I didn't actually give the result of the poll in the first place, but it was a resounding yes. Yeah, let him play. Ninety-two percent. Yeah, out of I think it was well over three hundred votes in this one. You know, so we're not the only ones that are saying just, just give him a chance at least. Give him a crack of the whip. Yeah, you know, because it's the only way. One, he's going to develop. Two, he's going to learn from his mistakes. And the team seem to enjoy having him around as well. Oh, big time! He's a very likable kid. Yeah, you know, and if you're not going to play him, just send him down to Windy City for the year. Stop yeah. bringing him up. Let him get some minutes. You know what I mean? It's. I think, you know, would you rather kind of see him get the minutes with Windy City than sitting on our bench? But are they not bringing him up the whole time so that he can just be training in the practice sessions with the with the senior team? Yeah, I mean, obviously I get that, and obviously we take him on the road trips, don't we? Yeah. Um, and that tends to be then when Windy City are playing. So it's like, well, we can't obviously do both. Right. If you've got no intention of playing him, why make him travel around and, you know, because surely he's going to, all right, yeah, he doesn't learn with the first team and stuff like that, but this, the fundamentals are going to develop, aren't they? Playing. Mm, yeah. And it, 
it's not like the G League's a bad level. Not at all. You know, it is what it is. It's a development league. Uh, but anyway, obviously, doesn't seem like that's going to happen anytime soon either, does it? So, no, I said they're running them around like the court jester. Yeah, keeping I mean, everybody entertained. Yeah, I'll be uh, putting some more polls out maybe tomorrow as well. So, give us something else to talk about on the next episode. Yeah, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, obviously, we are recording this on game night, and we've got. Clippers up next mm-hmm. at home. Uh, Clippers currently sit fourth in the West with a record of 28-25. Uh, they did lose the last game to the Cavs, 122-99, uh, to but they didn't have Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. Right, and they're both back, seemingly. Yeah. Uh, so I'm assuming they're on a bit of an East Coast road trip at the minute themselves. Um, yeah. I think they played Hawks the game before that, which they won. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to judge these teams in the West, isn't it? Because I think Kings are sitting third at the minute in the West. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're obviously having a good season, but we don't see a lot of them to be able to really form an opinion. Uh-huh. It's kind of, we're going to what we hear, which is box score watching, isn't it? And, yeah, stuff like that when it's the West teams coming in so I'll do the usual and I'll ask you how do you see it going well you know in all the polls and the votes and stuff that we've had um, in all the socials over the last kind of 24 hours I have gone for the Clippers I just with Kawhi and and uh, Paul George back in the rotation I just they just look too strong on paper but then using our Bulls logic that we've been going by, <laughs> I fully expect the Bulls to win. So, um, no, realistically speaking, I think we'll take a loss, but I think we might put up a good fight. Um, the, the only saving grace is, you know, they have a few players that are game-time decisions and hopefully they'll they'll sit out the game. Like uh, Covington is out, Reggie Jackson is out, and Marcus Morris are both out on the, as game-time decisions. And then John Wall obviously is out completely. I mean, if the three of them sit, it helps. But you're still dealing with the likes of uh, Zubak and, and, and Terrence Mann. And they're solid players alongside Kawhi and Paul George. And yeah, on paper, they just look too strong. But um, I'm hoping for for Bulls logic to kick in for us. Yeah, and I mean, you kind of think the big three can match them. And then it comes down to the supporting sort of cast, doesn't it? The bench players exactly, and stuff exactly. like that. So this is where, like I just said, you kind of need Kobe to be stepping it back up. Obviously, yeah. hopefully Goran plays. I haven't seen anything to say he's not going to, like, but... Um, no, DJJ is the only one that's listed as a game-time decision for us. Well, and Marco, but... Yeah, well, DJJ had that awkward-looking fall, didn't he? He did, um, well, it wasn't a fall, it was a landing, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but then he did come back in. So. He did, he carried on playing, but that doesn't mean to say that it didn't flare up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I've kind of... It's more sort of sarcastic what I put in the, the thing that we have in the group, but just a big Clippers win. Um, 
realistically, I think the Clippers will win, but I don't think it's going to be that big. Um, obviously, we beat them in overtime last time out, didn't we? Last year. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have Kawhi in that game, fair enough, but they did have Paul George, but was he just returning? Yeah, I think he was just back off uh, some sort of an injury, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, I mean, you never know with Kawhi, you might decide to sit before the game anyway. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, so yeah. I mean, I've got nothing else on that one. Obviously, no. I need to try and get some sleep before it, as it is. Um, yeah. yeah, so obviously, we'll, we aim to be back on Thursday with an episode. So we'll be sort of review the Clippers game. If I've put any more polls out, we'll chat about them. Um, obviously, we have put something out on the socials as well about if you want to be a guest on this, then just let us know. Um, it's been a while since we've had one. Yeah. I'm sure you're um, just talking to me. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I need a PA at the minute to go through <laughs> the thing. We have got a few people lined up, but now it's trying to work out where to fit you all in. Um mm-hmm. Plus the fact that we we're trying to get back to the Tuesday Thursday recordings, aren't we? But yeah, this one really nearly went out the window as it was. So, but yeah. So anyway, we'll we'll enter back on Thursday, and then next week we're looking at getting some guests on. So I don't know if you've got anything else. No, nothing. No. Well, as usual, I've been Matt, and I'll I'll try and get it right this time. You can find me on Twitter at Matt C Red UK. Yes, nailed it. And <laughs> you can find us on all the socials at C Red UK. And I've been Neil, and you can find me on Neil at C Red UK. We appreciate you choosing to hang out with us here at C Red UK podcast. We know there's plenty of other places you could be, uh, but we try to keep it a Chicago Bulls thing. If you wish, please subscribe, rate, and review us. And until next time, wherever you are, C Red Go Bulls. Later.